Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Okay, good morning girls. Good morning, it's 5 p.m. 5 p.m. here in California and 10 a.m. on a beautiful Sydney morning um, in Australia and then of course different time frames around the world. So <laughs> nice to see some of you already coming in there with waves and emojis, it's fantastic. Beautiful Sarah Sperry down in Melbourne, fantastic. Beautiful Tracy Barrel. You girls just sit there waiting for this to happen and I love it. Gosh, there's already a good couple of hundred of you already. So um, how are you this morning? Are you good? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, for me, 4.59. And I, um, I was like, okay, here it goes. And then I burst out laughing. So such is life in Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic to see you. Let me see some of you down here. Beautiful. Alita. Beautiful. So many great girls. Hallelujah. Nick, Sarah Karoya, Danny J in Perth, Amanda Bull. Fantastic. Love you. Nandy Spry. Beautiful Catherine. I chatted to her just beforehand. She was um, driving her kids to school, I think. Um, anyway, fantastic. So uh, um, as always, girls, today is our Thursdays, girls. It is our Thursday sisterhood. You know that. But for anyone who's joining in, welcome. But um, it is, I'm primarily, primarily speaking to our Aussie sisterhood and up into Bali, etc., etc. But of course, you know what, girls and friends drop in from all around the world. So you know what, if this is the first time you're joining with us, okay, my girls at home want to give you a hand and we just want to welcome you and I'm going to pray in one second. But I do hear that it is a beautiful day in Sydney. And Cass just texted me, she said she was driving down to the studio, um, she said it is a beautiful spring morning <laughs> and it's like 27 degrees, which seriously, I think that is hotter than what it is here. So, um, so yay, spring is in the air, spring has come in Jesus' name. And you know what, it's, if you had a birthday this week or today, um, happy birthday. And uh, we've got a couple of girls, Janie Coyle actually one of our great campus girls. It's your birthday today, so happy birthday, Janie. Um, you are 42. I also know that it is Lizzie Clout's birthday yesterday. Yesterday or today? Second, what? Okay, time frames. Anyway, happy birthday, Lizzie. You're incredible, so love you girls. Amen, fantastic. Shall we pray, girls? Straight up, Kitty, great to see you, sweetheart. Sarah, Hannah, <laughs> praise the Lord. All right. You know what? If we were together, I would just throw it to you to pray. But you know what? Pray your own prayers. Let's agree together. Father, we just thank you for this beautiful day. Beautiful day on the earth. Actually, Father God, despite what is happening. And Lord, we just welcome you into this space, into our sisterhood time together. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just hover over the words prepared, your word. And that, Father God, our fellowship and um, our communion together will be sweet today. In Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Let me see you. Okay, I love it. I can't get um, I can't get uh, distracted by you all there. But um, again, I've missed you. Two weeks off, 
And uh, the truth is that um, the girls did a great job the last two weeks. I know that you would agree. And week before last, um, Beck Wood and Joycey Dixon were gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, hilarious. And, uh, and then last week, it was wonderful to hear from Danny. Um, in Perth and Nicola Douglas and I guess you guys are still in like serious lockdown in Victoria Hallelujah, praise the Lord, so sorry about that But um, you girls did a great job, a fantastic job and so proud of you And you're all amazing, you're all articulate You know the truth is I could actually probably throw this morning to any one of you girls in leadership And you do an exceptional job But nevertheless, I'm here this morning because I love you and I'm your pastor And, um, and I've missed your faces Have you had any highlights? I'm just dribbling on for a few minutes Have you had any highlights this week? We had a highlight for us as a staff and a team um, at Hillsong Australia. We got to, to um, be a part of and enjoy and appreciate um, the second week of our racial diversity, equity and inclusion training, which is actually quite a mouthful. And the week before last, we did it with um, um, Benny Eggs and um, Pastor Willie. And uh, we really concentrated on the Aboriginal and our Torres Strait Islander family. So that was amazing. It was a good six or seven hours. <laughs> and then yes, uh, whenever it was, this week, Tuesday in Australia, Monday night for us, we, um, we did part two of that racial training with um, the beautiful Fadzi. And it was exceptional. And I know so many of you girls who are on staff and team just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so informative and so fantastic. So it was a big day, but it was a great day. Amen. <laughs> I was looking a little rugged by 11 p.m. at night, but I'm um, so grateful for that. And I know that we, as a church, we are committed to being on the front foot, to being informed and knowledgeable, and um, by the grace of God, inspiring in the space and really helping to see people come through um, and then stand strong going into the future. Eh? So keep praying about that, girls, because that's an important thing. Amen. So that was a highlight. And then for me personally, if I may, just for a few seconds, we got to hang out with a few, we've gotten to hang out with a few great leadership couples over here. Um, we're, it may look like we're on holiday, but we're actually not. We actually are working, but there is a bit of sunshine around. And um, I've never quite seen my husband like work on his tan, but he just sits out on the sun and he just does it. His whole life operates on his phone, so he takes it everywhere. He just sits out there and he's just, just, um, he's just very golden at the moment. Hallelujah. But um, we got to also hang out. That's what I was trying to say. Praise the Lord. Um, we got to hang out with Shelley and Louis Giglio this past weekend. And it was so nice just to speak with them and to share time with them. Often our fellowship is around conference time and that's always great. But um, you know, you've always got a lot of other things and responsibilities compounding. So we just hung out socially. And um, on a Sunday afternoon, I mean, seriously, when have our Sundays ever looked like this? Crazy, but that aside, Praise the Lord, I'm doing machine. Um, they brought their dog. So they have this gigantic, beautiful golden doodle called London. And so you'll know that I want to get a puppy when I come home. We're actually on waiting list. So I want a golden doodle by the grace of God. And so, uh, yeah, pray for favor there. Also pray for favor when we come home because, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. A mandatory hotel quarantine could be next level. Anyway, that aside, um, this dog is gorgeous. She's big and she's beautiful and she's docile and she's just absolutely lovely. And so anyway, that was one of my highlights. Another highlight for us girls, um, I'm gonna be quick here, is um, 
we have uh, planned, we are planning a Sisterhood United night um, towards the end of September. And so again, it'll be an online um, affair. It'll probably look a little bit different to what we have done in the past, but it will be really great to get together and it'll be a great occasion and reason and excuse to hang out. So um, pray for that. And, uh, you know, we'll let you know more about that right now. Noodle, our beautiful Noodle is creating beautiful with a team, creating really some really fun dynamics um, to get that out to you. So that's going to be good. All right. This morning, everyone say this morning, did I pray? I pray. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> okay. It's called COVID people. Um, I'm going to share just in, like in, in, in a double vein today. I just want to bring a God thought, if I may, because this is sisterhood. This is kind of church. And, um, you know, what we gather together around the Word of God. We don't have worship at the moment as such on a Thursday morning. Feel free to break out into song if you want to. But, you know, it's important to gather around the world. And we're not really doing like full-blown sermons. We're just bringing God thoughts. And um, so I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to get one of our great girls, April Miller, to, to, to weigh in on something that I think actually is important um, this week. Amen. So fantastic. If you've got your Bible, if you take notes at Sisterhood, why don't you get yourself sorted? And you can turn to First Peter, um, the book of Peter. And, um, you know, in recent weeks, girls, I have been taking a bit of a slow stroll through the New Testament. I know a lot of you girls right now, you are avid readers, you are bookworms, you are demolishing books. You have practically read an entire library in the last, you know, six months. I'm not really that person. I have read a couple, but you know what? I am choosing just to take myself on a slow stroll through the New Testament. And so I love how in my Bible, the introduction to the book of Peter starts by saying these words, everyone needs grace to overcome life's hurdles. Everyone needs grace to overcome life's hurdles. And, um, you know, I think we all know that the apostle Peter, he was raw and he was flawed, but you know what? God had a plan for him. He had God had an astounding plan for him. And, um, you know, it was, it was our Lord who actually called him Rock. His name was Peter Petra Rock. But then the Lord says, upon your confession and upon your convictions, Peter, I'm actually going to build my church, which is actually no small thing. And then, you know what? He was commissioned with, with many others, but he was commissioned to constantly, everyone say constantly, to constantly shepherd and pastor and feed and encourage um, God's people. You know, it was to Pete, Pete hallelujah, that um, the Lord said, if you love me, do you love me? Yes, Lord, well then feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, well then feed my sheep. So, you know, it was important to him. And, and so in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 22, just bear with me for a few moments, girls. Um, we kind of read something of Jesus' heart towards him. And so in First Peter, in Luke, sorry, Luke 22, verse 31, this is what the Lord says to Peter. He says, Peter, my dear friend, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you all like wheat and test your faith. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. Remember this. After you have turned back to me and have been restored, make your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. You know, just for a one second, girls, if you will, are you still with me? Amen. You sure are. Fantastic. Um, I mean, 
again, the nature of meditation, the nature of reading the Word of God correct, is just to meditate. It is to see the life really in every sentence and every line. I love that the Lord said, Peter, my, my dear friend, Peter, my dear friend. Can I just remind us, girls, that we have been invited into friendship with God. We've been invited into friendship with Jesus. And you know what? That might sound difficult for some of you. You might think, how on earth can I position myself to have friendship with Almighty God? But you know what? If that's hard for you to get your head around, and there might be someone listening who's going, really? Do you know what? Look to Jesus. Look to the Gospels. Concentrate. Set your eyes on Christ. Learn of Him and read of Him. Because He actually said, as we watch His actions, His life, you know, the way that He entered our, you know, this messy neighborhood of life. If we look to Him, He said, you know what? If you see me, you're going to actually see the Father and you're going to get a revelation of who God is. So I love that the Lord said, Peter, my dear friend. In this uh, verse, he says, Satan has asked or sought permission to sift you and to test you. And you know what? On countless occasions, you know, we have been saying, I think 2020 is a test. It is a test. It's not an indictment against humanity. Like it's a mystery. I don't exactly know exactly what God is doing, but I sense that it is a test. And what is being tested is our saltiness. God is testing the word, but he's also testing his body, his church across the earth to test our saltiness. I mean, that the saltiness hasn't lost its flavor. I love that he says, but Peter, I have prayed for you. Okay, that is no small thing. Can you always remember with me, girls, hallelujah, that you know what? We have a savior king in Christ who prays for us. I know he prays for me. I know I sense it at times and he prays for you. All right, so take heart in that. And then he says, stay faithful no matter what comes. So he was talking to his disciple. He was talking to his friend. He says, stay faithful no matter what comes. And now, surely if we look at his life, a lot came thereafter. You know, with many others that he was, they were crucified, our forefathers, who laid the initial groundwork. You know, their blood went into the ground and they were crucified for their faith. So, you know, Christ says, stay faithful no matter what comes. I wonder if Peter held on to that in those moments when his life was being ripped from him. I don't know. I don't mean it to sound heavy. But, you know, the Lord says to us, stay faithful no matter what comes. And then he says, remember this. After you have been restored, after you have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of others. After you have been restored. And that is the aim and the goal of our God towards every single one of us. His heart is to restore us. And, you know, for us as a church, as a sisterhood, do you know, that is ultimately our mandate and our mission. It is to strengthen the faith of one another, to strengthen one another's faith and help us find, help one another find restoration. And so I love that. And then, so that's like just to give a little bit of background, but then the verse that, that resonated with me for you, resonated in my own personal reading and devotion but the verse that stood out was in first peter chapter 1 verse 22 and um it reads like this it says now because of your obedience to the truth you have purified your very souls and this empowers you so this is peter speaking to us now okay speaking to us all right he says again now because of your obedience to the truth you have purified your very souls and this empowers you to be full of love for your fellow believers. Perfect. So express the sincere love towards one another passionately and with a pure heart. Here's a verse that stood out. Verse 23. For through, again, through the eternal and living word of God, you have been born again. 
And this seed, okay, it's actually in inverted commas in this translation. It says, and this seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside of you forever. Did you hear that, girls? Verse 24, it says, um, human beings are frail, for human beings are frail and temporary like grass and the glory of man fleeting like blossoms of the field. The grass dries and withers and the flowers fall off. Verse 25, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was announced to you. So one more time, girls, I know you're with me and you're listening, you're so lovely. Okay, the verse that stood out for me that I underlined a thousand times in here. Okay, it says, this seed, this seed, that he has planted, planted within you, can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside of you forever. Do you know what, girl? The truth, girls, the truth of um, of life is that you know the winds of life, um, the winds of adversity, um, the winds of unredeemed human behavior often can blow all sorts of bad seed into our garden, and like some of it may take root. And some of it may actually bear, um, produce um, fruit and experience that is not great. But we have to always remember, okay, that in Christ, when we are in Christ, there is now, everyone say now, there is now an indestructible, stronger seed that will always outgrow and quench the seeds or the tears. Remember the parable of the tears? Okay, that the enemy has sown. So we need to remember that. Now, there is a stronger seed. So I don't know where, you, where you're at in life. You may be awesome and fine. I don't know whether this is an encouragement for you to tuck away in your heart and to remember. Amen. But honestly, there is a stronger seed within us in Jesus' name. You know, offense. Are you listening to me, girls? <laughs> you're all wishing one another happy birthday, and that's actually awesome. I love that you can multitask. But you know what? Offense is a seed sown to sabotage the garden. Accusation, um, whether it's false, unfair, unrighteous, is seed sown to sabotage the garden. Um, injustice, here we go, in our current 2020 climate and landscape. Injustice, um, unjust behavior against another, that's what injustice really is, is seed sown to sabotage the, gar the garden. Even, um, listen, misread, misperceived, unintentional words or actions um, by others can become seed that the enemy will attach himself to, to again destroy the garden of your life. And your life is too precious. And you know, sometimes we can get crowded in and like life can press in and what have you. But we have to remember that the indestructible seed of Christ within, if you've made him Lord and Savior, is stronger than them all. It can outgrow the seed. The negative doesn't have to grow up and control the environment. The seed that is in us is more powerful. So just quickly, our constant challenge, right? Our constant challenge, everyone say that, our constant challenge is to, um, to not buy into it. Our constant challenge is to not let those seeds take root, amen? Our constant challenge is obviously not to water them because we have the capacity. Sometimes we don't have a lot of control. Sometimes things are beyond our control. Things can blow into our lives. But you know what? We don't have to water it. 
you know, we, we govern the soil in our heart. Um, our constant challenge is to not let the tentacles, amen, suffocate the good in the garden. Just think about it. I'm painting pictures here for you, if I may. I don't know if it's a great um, analogy or illustration, but, you know, it's like all the Disney movies, all the beautiful, you know, classic fairy tale Disney movies. You know what? Invariably, there is also, there was always like, the, it's like these, the winds of darkness, the winds of adversity blow. And it's like it puts a shadow over the land and it puts a shadow over the castle and all the vines and all the, all the bad stuff grow and then quench the life and camouflage and conceal the life and the good that is in the garden. And you know what? We don't want that in Jesus' name. And then one of our constant challenges, okay, is, um, is to find the seeds of truth that are actually stronger than the lie. Again, so that the garden, the garden of your life can breathe. And it can flourish in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you've ever observed garden. I don't know. Do we have any gardeners in the house today? Amen. Are any of you in this place gardeners? All right. Have you ever seen a garden? It's beautiful. It could be a beautiful garden. And then suddenly the weeds begin to like, like encroach. And, uh, you know, it's like when you pull the bad stuff out, it's like suddenly the garden takes on new beauty. And some of you in life, you've had a lot of, can I say crap? You've had a lot of stuff thrown at you and sewn into your garden. And uh, you know what? You've got to get a commitment to pull some of that stuff out, to uproot some of that stuff so that what is good in your life can actually breathe. It's like suddenly it's like take out all, that, all the, the, the compressing weeds and all the stuff and suddenly what is beautiful and upon your life begins to really shine. It's like suddenly it stands strong and it's beautiful. And then just one other thought before I just move on. But, you know, um, sometimes in the process of um, redemption and restoration and overcoming, um, sometimes it feels like a stump remains. <laughs> a stump, S-T-U-M-P, a stump remains. And um, it's like in, your, in the garden of your life, I'm talking a metaphor here, but in that garden you're like, you know what, the power of that thing in my life is destroyed. I've destroyed it, I've dealt with it, I've overcome it in the name of Jesus, you know, with prayer and whatever. But you know what, the stump just remains. It's like the stump is like stubborn, it doesn't, it just remains. And you know, if you actually look at it, it's a dead stump. It's not, it's not yielding life. The power of it has been taken out of your life, but the stump remains. And I just think sometimes that stump remains in the same way that a scar remains on our lives. A scar remains in our life to prove that we've been wounded or whatever, but healed, but the scar remains. I think sometimes that stump or that scar remains um, if only to be testimony for others and to be a marker for others. Do you hear me? And, um, you know, Peter, Peter, Okay, if I say the Apostle Peter, <laughs> um, yeah, he was incredible. He was actually incredible. He, he did so many amazing things. But, um, but it's like, it's like the stump, the stump in his life, the stump in his landscape was that he denied Christ three times. And I sometimes wonder if he is not sit in heaven and go like, you know, will I ever not be that guy? Will I ever not be the guy? I mean, his stump, Jesus actually said to him, you know what, Peter, I love you. I've prayed for you. Um, you know what? 
you know, when you have after you know, when you have turned back to me and been restored, your life mission is to be this. I just wonder if he goes, you know what? It was a stump. Yeah, like Lord, couldn't we just get that stump out of the out of the way? But that stump remains all through time and history. It's probably been that stump's been probably <laughs> preached about in every church there is and by every pastor. But you know what? I think it remains so that it can be remain a lesson and a warning and an inspiration for us. And so um, I just want to encourage you today in Jesus' name, amen, that there is a very powerful and a strong seed in Christ that is greater than anything, and that's the one that we need to water in Jesus' name, amen? All right, that'll do. Everyone say amen. Just a little encouragement from the Word of God this morning, okay? I love you girls. Are you doing all good here? Yeah, you're beautiful. <laughs> Some of you are talking about being readers, and others of you are not readers, it's just whatever works in Jesus' name, as long as you are inputting into your life at some level. Amen. And really, this is the important one to read. This one, the Word of God, is the important one. It's first and foremost. Amen. Would you agree with that? Nice to see you, Donna Pisani from um, Washington. Beautiful. Again, uh, Nicola's just saying she loves the idea of slowing down and doing a slow stroll through the Word of God. All right, the second thing I wanted to do today, and um, I just... Look, I sense the Holy Spirit encouraged, but I just feel I just want to encourage girls or even couples who have actually lost children. And um, you know, you might be one of these people who you have carried human life, you have carried human life, and then you have lost the seed of that life either prematurely or um, you know through circumstances that are actually beyond your control. And so. On Sunday morning, um, on Sunday rather here, I wrote a um, Instagram post, and some of you may have seen it or not, but I really felt to do it, and um, so I'm just going to read it, and um, and then I'm going to dial up one of the girls in our world, obviously April, but um, I didn't do this lightly. I mean, I wrote it quickly. It came quickly. Usually, when I do a little rant like that, it comes quickly, but I really hesitated to push the button and to post it. But I felt God prompt me because I woke up that morning, Sunday morning, and I was dreaming about um, children in the womb um, being lost. Um, and so I wrote this. I'm just going to read it to you. Are you with me still, girls? Listen up. So I wrote dreams. So I had a dream. Dreams. Are they simply the mind clearing the unconscious or the conscious? Or can they be prompters of the love of God from heaven? I replied, probably both. But this morning, I woke mindful of all the babies who never got a chance to live longer than a heartbeat or a moment in time. Having given birth myself and having watched countless girls carry a child for nine months, it amazes me that a child is in many ways unknown and unseen for all those months, concealed from the world within its mother's womb. And then suddenly birth, suddenly birth brings them into full view. And it's in these moments of entry into this realm that all eyes are on the health and well-being of both mother and child. Stunned emotional parents count toes and fingers and medical staff or midwives scramble to check for all the vital signs and indicators. It truly is a miracle. So why this post? Because I've learned to pay attention to my dawn waking moments. And this day I woke mindful of the little ones who don't make it into this world for various reasons. Life and death is a mystery, yet I believe heaven is richer for these little ones. I believe they're being raised in a realm beyond our imagination, 
and one day all the questions and complexities will be answered. I often imagine those introductions and reunions when we pass from this life into the next. So if you've lost a baby or a child, take heart from one of the ancients in Bible history. He lost a child also, yet his grief, yet in his grief he leant on the revelation that whilst the child could not come back to him, he could indeed go to that child. He spoke of a world beyond this world, a world that awaits us. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is full of mercy and kindness, forgiveness and grace, shows us how. I don't write, I don't write this to make anyone sad. I write it perhaps to still someone's aching heart and give them hope. Grief is, a relent, grief is relentless without the intervention of Christ. So receive this in the spirit it is, so receive this in the spirit it is, it is given. With love and affection, Bobby. You know, I stole a couple of images from River and um, Bell from First Hello, and then I put a P.S. Um, would appreciate the callous haters and judgmental ones staying away from this post. Mercy always triumphs over judgment. If this post brings calm and peace to even one soul, I will be content. And so I didn't write that lightly, girls, because grief without the intervention of Christ actually is relentless. It truly is. And to my surprise, I mean, I said, honestly, if I got, if this ministers to one or two, I'll be happy. But I actually was astounded by how many people did respond and what it meant to them. And so I want to stay with that today just for a few moments. And um, I'm actually going to, um, to dial up um, April Miller and uh, have a chat with her, okay? So just bear with me while I get April online. Beautiful. So fast. I love that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Beautiful. Okay, so we're just waiting for her to come. Good morning. Good to see you. Good morning, April, darling girl. So lovely to see you. I've been excited to see you, actually. <laughs> Are you good? I am good. Yeah, I mean, that, that little reading was very um, heartfelt. I don't know about everybody else, but the atmosphere in my room just shifted a gear. And I think you're right when you say the Holy Spirit is on it. And um, thank you for writing that. Thank you for always pastoring and leading and loving. And we feel it. It's incredible. And your wisdom just then. I'm like, keep talking. <laughs> don't worry about me. <laughs> you, girls are, you girls are always so honoring and so lovely and you you encourage me no end but um yeah you just sometimes you just got to do what you got to do right i mean this is honestly this is our 24th sisterhood like this so you know i don't mind actually i don't mind that we don't sort of aren't bringing like full-blown sermons i kind of like that we just get to bring a devotional thought and i actually think it's enough in this season but um so nice to see you look gorgeous thank you i have my summer dress underneath my white shirt because today Bobby it is absolutely beautiful here in Sydney and so I'm planning on wearing a summer dress all day long <laughs> I love that you need to find a little spot in the sun hey get get your definitely and it's good for you some vitamin d all of you girls if you can if the sun is shining and if it's not shining where you live it's okay just rejoice rejoice for those who are rejoicing <laughs> Weeping, hallelujah. But um, the truth is, April, like everyone in our world actually knows you. And I'm not going to go the normal route that I often do when I just interview or chat with people. I'm, I'm just really wanting you to, 
to, to jump in and weigh in on, on um, what I was, was feeling here. But for those of you who don't know, April um, is married to Nathan and you have two beautiful children. You have Judah and you have Ava. What ages are they? Uh, 14 and 12. Okay, so you've got teenagers happening. And um, yeah. I saw a picture of Judah recently and I was like, he's enormous. He's like a man. <laughs> yes. I love that. Um, again, like I said, married to Nathan. And you guys um, are our campus pastors in our um, city Waterloo campus and location. And, um, you know, I, I know if I don't say it, then I feel like someone said, you didn't say it about them. But of course you are. What is it? Known by many and loved by all. <laughs> but um, it's true. You're actually a gorgeous girl. You're beautiful. You are loyal. You and Nath have proven yourself so loyal in the years that you've been with us. Um, and um, you're gifted. You're extremely gifted. And you're actually fun. You're great to be around. And so I know the girls are just really happy to, to see you. And even if we aren't necessarily talking about a really joyful topic, um, I actually think it's an important and if the Holy Spirit feels like it's important, then it's important, right? And um, so have you been keeping busy in this season? I have, yeah. I, um, I, I'm a reader and a gardener. And um, so I've definitely been doing those two things and um, trying to make sure, too, I do your long walk through the Word. That was a cool thought. Well, some of you might stroll faster through the Word than me. <laughs> I coach. But, hey, I get that. <laughs> I get there. And I saw yesterday, just we'll just chat for us one second, but I saw yesterday or, or this morning you posted that you um, had been uh, down at the food bank. So, like, tell us about that, like our part of our city care response for the community. Just, just tell us what you loved about that yesterday. Yeah, it was so fun. I've actually been talking to Eva, who coordinates our city care at our city campus, where I'm based. And I said, I want to come. I want to be a part of it all. And we have actually at the city, we have Monday, Wednesday, Friday food banks. And so I said, I'm coming. I want to, I want to be a part of it all. And, um, you know, I think these are the beautiful things we can do as a church. And I watch women bring in bags all the time and drop them at our, our front building, even though the building's closed. And so I thought, I want to see the other side of that. And um, so, yeah, I went in 8.30 in the morning and there is a line of people at the front of our building. They've got their trolleys. They are ready. They've actually even got their little um, chairs. They, just, they set up little chairs and they sit there. One, one woman even had a little um, a beverage wrapped in our foil while she waited. She had a little beverage. It was awesome. They're just beautiful people. And then we went inside and packed beautiful hampers with the Cross Equals Love um, bags and fresh fruit and vegetables and bread, whatever really that comes in and gets donated. We just get to hand it out. The team knew most people by name. It was just the most beautiful, holy God experience. And um, yeah, it was an honor to be there yesterday. I love that. And I, I know that that would be happening across a lot of our campuses and locations, obviously. There's so many good things happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Can't give a lot of expression to, but um, I love that. So, you know what, if girls are watching on going, gosh, you know what, I haven't been able to, I haven't contributed of late. Um, like, how can they contribute? Actually, on the website is a lot of 
great resources. So it's hillsong.com forward slash city care. And you can go on there. There's things about protection. There's things about care. There's things, basically everything you can need is on there. You can give, you can donate, you can ask for helpful resources. It's helplines on there. So yeah, I mean, that website, I would just encourage all of our um, church just to go on there, have a little flick, flick through. And um, I think it's a great resource. Okay, that's so good. And then if anyone's watching on and you're part of our, um, our Hillsong family world, um, even if you're not, honestly, and you need help, um, like don't be too embarrassed to put your hand up. And, um, you know, these are, crazy, these are crazy times for so many. For so, and so there's no shame in that. We all sometimes go through tough times in that. So put your hand up, get in, get in touch if you can, go through the pathway, see if you can find um, a location pastor or a campus pastor or someone and um, they'll point you in the right direction and there's, there's no embarrassment. There's no embarrassment in that. Okay, sweetheart, in context of what I was talking about, um, you know, you, um, you lost a baby, you lost your first child. Her name was Sienna Hope. So why don't you just, I know a lot of the girls in our world would know your story. And by the way, April, I never want this to be the only thing that I ever talk to you about. <laughs> to mine, when I wrote that post, I, you know, immediately saw your name. Um, you made a contact actually with, uh, you made a comment with, I think, Chris, Pastor Chris Pringle. And so my heart just went to you then. But why don't you just tell us a little bit about Sienna and a little bit of that journey and what happened in your world for you and Nave? Yeah, well, we um, fell pregnant and uh, we were quite young, 24, and I went for my first scan, which was all very exciting. And, you know, we've got the cameras out, we're ready, we're excited. You know, I'm full of energy at the best of times. And so I was peaking on all things exciting. We went in and um, immediately as the ladies on the ultrasound, I could tell she kept going in, she kept going out, and I'm thinking, what's happening? And it's my first one, so I don't really know. And then... Um, you know, she's like, your doctor's going to be in contact with you. And I'm like, okay. And then, um, you know, the beautiful Joe Thomas, who actually it's Leanne and Joe's wedding anniversary today. So happy anniversary. We love Joe and Leanne. Anyway, poor Joe is a friend and an incredible member of our church. He had to call me. And um, what a gracious man he is. And he just said, you know, I need, I need you to come in and we got to talk about um, your ultrasound and then proceeds to share with us that we, our little tiny baby girl had some um, complications. At that stage, we didn't really know what. Um, they were telling us all sorts of things that it could have been. And uh, so they just sent us for more tests. From that point on, really, we went to, um, to doctor's appointments pretty much every week. Um, every week was heartbreaking. Every time we went, it um, was more bad news. We found out that our little baby girl, Sienna, had a um, heart defect. So the left side of her heart, which is the vital part that sends the oxygen around the body, which they need to take a breath and breathe, um, was not work. It was not um, formed properly. And um, yeah, so we went in, um, believed God. The doctors sat us down and said, you know, we, we, think you should abort this baby there's too much complications and um you know like just just real life stuff that you never ever in your life think you're gonna have to you know you hear about it and you know it happens but I think I just you know you sit there and you're like is this really happening to me <laughs> and um anyway so then we proceeded with believing God for a miracle right right till the end um sienna was actually very sick and so she was producing a lot of fluid and so i was massive absolutely massive and i had 
um, I had to get um, fluid taken out. And I think that actually created quite a lot of pressure and stress on my body. And so at 32 weeks, I, my placenta erupted and I didn't know that, um, you know, a lot of bleeding in pregnancy is not normal. And so I sort of just went in and before I knew it, I was in a very critical condition as well as Sienna. And, um, you know, I remember Nathan, I was pretty much out of it, but they wheeled me into um, for an emergency cesarean. And I was actually listening, Bobby, as you were sharing about the stumps and the scars. I have a literal scar of my story that is now my testimony but um yeah they wheeled me in for an emergency cesarean and turned to Nathan and said you know we're no longer worried about your baby we're worried about your wife and I watched my husband as I got wheeled in said well this is our last chance for a miracle and I just thought I mean how's this guy I couldn't I couldn't talk I could I was I was completely out of it but um I remember that moment and I remember thinking oh my gosh my husband is like faith-filled right till the end and so our little baby was born on that day and went straight to heaven um couldn't take a breath as the doctors had suspected that may happen and um yeah so we celebrate a beautiful baby girl Sienna Hope who is now 15 years old which is unbelievable Bobby (laughs) So um, I remember that season, you know, we were, I mean, I guess they were the early years of Brian and I coming from Hills and like taking on the city campus and what have you. I remember, I mean, there's a lot of things I don't recall from that season, but I do remember that season. And I guess one of the questions I want to ask, and and if you can give insight, you know, as a girl, as a woman who's gone through this, if you can give insight even as a pastor, because you are, you have a pastoral heart and we care for people. Like, you know, like navigating your emotions through that season, your faith. I mean, that is a rocky road. That is a journey. And I just want to ask the question, like, were there times when you were angry at God? Were there times when you felt, God, this burden that I'm actually carrying is is unfair. It's too, it's too much. It's unfair. Like, how did you, you would have, felt that because anyone would feel that they would have to feel that how did you um april navigate that you know do you remember yeah yeah i mean from the very start i felt you know like what what is what is this what why you know i remember saying like god here i am serving you um, you know, I was a pastor, I'm, I'm helping people, I'm doing, you know, what you called me to do, and yet this is happening, you know, and, and I, I was mad, I was confused, I was angry, I was trying to be so hope-filled, we did the journey quite privately, um, yeah. which, um, it, you know, is hard because most people don't know, you know, like we battled that every day basically for 32 weeks and then afterwards you know even our beautiful church members they oh I just lost my airpod where did it go (laughs) there's always got to be one moment doesn't there (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I've still got one that'll do um oh there it is yeah but I think um even after she passed away I um I actually didn't believe she was going to pass away but I kept having dreams every night that um 
I feel like God really speaks to me in dreams. And um, I had a dream every night that she was dancing in heaven and I would wake up so mad at God. Like, I do not want this dream. This is not the dream I'm having. I am going to. And I would, you know, again, I I would wrestle it out with God every day. Like, how dare you give me that dream? Because I knew and and it would be repeated most nights. I'd wake up some mornings just crying like you're not taking her. (laughs) She's mine. I know she's yours, but she's going to be mine. And yes, I think all of that, you know, trust journey. And I think all of us in different seasons of our lives have that honest moment where, you know, we've got to take the reality of how we're feeling. Even, you know, recently I, I was feeling sad for I didn't know what reason. And Nathan said, just feel your sadness for a minute, babe. Yeah, wow. And I thought, oh, good point. <laughs> I want to fix everything. But um, sometimes we just got to sit with that pain or discomfort and honest conversation. Yeah. I think it's really important to be honest because, you know, like yeah. we, like we, work, we walk the faith journey and people have expectation and we stand on a confession and we stand on faith. That's what we do. And then when it goes in a, another direction, even just navigating that in your own personal space, but let alone navigating it with many others watching and trying to actually bring the right response or what you think is the right response for them. And I I do know in situations like this that, you know, oftentimes people say things that their their intention isn't to be harsh or to be insensitive. They just don't know what to say. And so sometimes we say things. But, um, you know, like, so when I wrote, so I did this post, you know, you're 15 years along now and, when I did this post, I, I mean, I typed it out, I printed it out here so I could actually see it. But um, like, what what emotion did that cause in you? Was it was it a sad place or was it a um, a strong place or a faith place? Like, yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like now I'm in a a faith and strong place. I think I've I've done all those seasons and um. You know, actually, Ava has been a beautiful part of um, removing even the last little bit of the stump that we had. You know, she just comes in 100 miles an hour, loves her sister, wants to talk about her, wants to be a part of it all. And and I think, you know, there was like a real end of, I guess that, you know, I got comfortable with the healing I had had. And then you sort of sit there and you know your stump is still there, but you know you're better than you've ever been. But, um, yeah, I think when I read that, I was really grateful. There was a lot of significant books that I read at that time. I felt quite lonely during that season. Um, Like no one really understands. Nobody knows how I'm feeling. I hadn't known one person at that stage in my life. I was young. I hadn't known one person who had lost a baby. And so I remember in the hospital just thinking, am I the only one in the world that this happens to? Which I know, you know, obviously I was in my own pain bubble. I obviously know, you know, there's a lot that happens in people's worlds now that I'm older, but there, my context right then, I felt very isolated. I felt very alone. And so being able to read, um, you know, even Pastor Chris's book on Jesse um, and that, you know, that is a miscarriage story and a beautiful um, story. I actually, someone else gave me a book, My Dream of Heaven, and I read it um, and wept and wept and wept. And I said, I don't care if this, this dream is real or not, if heaven looks like this or not. This is good for my soul. I was just good for my heart and soul. So I feel like that post for me, um, yeah, I think this space really matters and it's really important to talk about and to go there. So I was really grateful for your post actually was what I felt and grateful for the people who have sewn in in this season and in this space. When I, um, when I listened to you talking, sweetheart, um, and you said, you know, the, 
in the the front end of that season, you know, it's like you had these dreams. You had dream. I had a dream on Sunday morning. I mean, I always say it was a vision, but I had a very strong dream and it, it whatever. But um, you're saying that the Lord was giving you dreams and you saw your. I mean, how much is that the kindness of Christ? How much is that not, in many ways, even like the spirit of how Christ spoke to Peter? Just the one passage that I pulled out, just one of the ancients of old, and he's like, "I'm praying for you. I, uh, Peter, I'm praying for you. I love you." And, uh, you know, I just, I love that about our God and that he is not phased by our um, fragility in a season. He's not, he's not phased by our, you know, um, emotions when they sometimes affront and you're like, how dare you, God? How dare you give me dreams of my baby like this? Because I want her here. I want her life, not her life. And I think that's a powerful journey that, yeah. you know, girls need to, you know, couples um, or, or whomever, hopefully you arrive at that. I can't say you should arrive at that space. You can't, you, I can't do that because I haven't experienced this and you can't legislate people's revelation of who God is. But, you know, to, to articulate your story, it gives hope to others who are in the more fragile space of it. I mean, I noticed on that, you know, Instagram post, I, I, I kind of had to smile because there were so many girls who were saying, this happened to me, this was my story, but yet they spoke with such affection of this child that they were one day going to meet. And so it was like they had crossed over some of those lines. I mean, it matters to me because I know, I know couples who have lost and they've lost, have had loss in this area and they've lost their faith. They're angry at God is still. And, and I'm like, please don't do that because what did, you know, it was King David, wasn't it? He was like, I cannot go, they cannot come to me, but I can go to them. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if I'm talking to, to one person now where this might track, but we can be praying as sisterhood. You know, I would just say to people, don't, don't, um, oh, it sounds harsh, but I don't want it to sound harsh. Don't rip your child off. Don't rip your child off in heaven, who's in heaven. Don't rip them off of you not arriving. You know, of you, like it makes me actually want to cry because I'm like, don't, discard God and faith and eternity because you can't actually handle what you're feeling because there's a kid that's going to be waiting in heaven to meet their actual birth parents, you know? So I, I don't know why I'm crying, but I just am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful, Bobby. I, uh, I actually remember that at our, um, at our memorial service, somebody said, you know, cause I think there's this moment where you go, what's the point now? And um, you know, what, what, you know, I don't know how to go on from here. And I remember them saying, now live knowing that you've got someone in heaven watching over and cheering you on. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to, that's it. Like, we don't stop here. I'm moving through with deep pain and deep loss. But there is, like, we've got to lift our head, you know, heavenward. I mean, that was a long, long, long journey for me. But, um, yeah, I think it's so important. But that's what we're here to do, right? Encourage one another. Yeah. You know, I just, I just appreciate you letting me pull this up to the service again. Um, so, like when you, you know, you say that you told me that Ava is, you just look at her like you're just looking at Sienna. Sienna Hope, what a beautiful name. Um, so, yeah, wouldn't it be amazing, sweet, if she was just watching us right now? I know I do have a very sort of, you know, vivid imagination in that. But, I mean, I just I just think that is so wonderful. 
was so wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, time is ticking away. Oh, I mean, it's really ticking away. But um, so I, I, it's Father's Day this weekend in Australia and possibly other parts of the world. Um, so do you have any wisdom for the dads, for fathers? Because I, I often think, I don't just mean fathers, but I mean fathers who have actually gone through what you guys have gone through, what Nathan's gone through. Because I think sometimes we can forget about the dads. We can, yeah. we can forget about the men and the Often we see motherhood, children, all that in context of the woman, you know, the maternal side. But, you know, I watch my sons. I watch young, the young guys around us, how much they love their children and are so devoted and incredible. And it makes me smile that the paternal in them is as strong as the maternal. And so, like, you know, if if they probably aren't are not dads watching in right now, but you never know where this tracks. Like, what would you go? What would you say to a to a father who's been through something similar? Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful question, Bobby. I actually found the toughest part for me was watching Nathan grieve. I felt like I could handle my own grief and I could process that, and I knew where I was. But watching him grieve was heartbreaking and I remember saying to God I, I can't I can't deal with that I, I can't I can can you fix that because my heart couldn't actually handle that and I remember God saying you know that I've got him just like I've got you and I think you know for the men our hearts you know the men are the providers they're the protectors they go they you know they're going to watch after their wife and and I think you know just to know you're not on your own God's obviously got you but also that um there's a, there's a community of men. I think, you know, sometimes it can be easy just to do it yourself and sort of stick your head down a little bit, but to know you're, you're with a company of people. And also I would just say that um, hope, hope is the anchor for our soul. And I think that would be the verse out of anything else that we, you know, if we were tattoo people, we would both have anchors because I think hope is what got us through and it's Sienna's middle name. And I think we made a commitment that we were not going to lose hope no yeah. matter what the situation happened. And, um, yeah, just trust God. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, well done. You know, um, I mean, our time's kind of slipped past. And, you know, I mean, is there anything else you would add in this context, not only just in this context of loss of what we're talking about, but just from a pastoral heart? I mean, obviously, we're in a crazy season it looks different for everyone, but just your experience pastoring, you guys are great pastors. Is there anything you want to add? If there's not, it's fine. We'll just pray. But I just felt um, to put courage into everybody. I think, you know, this season has been difficult and um, whether it's, you know, trying to fall pregnant, I've seen many women on here saying, you know, we're trying to conceive. I pray for a lot of girlfriends in that season or, you know, whether there's been conflict or I, there's, you know, lots of things we're facing right now, but there is a, a fight for our faith sometimes. And the truth is God gave us a scripture for our um, first son, Judah, when um, I didn't know whether I actually wanted to fall pregnant or have children ever again. And um, God gave Nathan a verse, that's, um, the verse in the Bible as he just flicked it and picked it, which, you know, is not spiritual, but we do it sometimes. And it said, you'll have a son, his name will be Judah, and yet will we praise. And I think there is a new praise, there's a new shout rising up, a spiritual shout rising up in us. And I would just want to encourage you and put faith into you this morning that it is not over, this is not the end, this is a part of the story. And I'm um, like me, you'll be sitting in 15 years later telling the story of the goodness of God and it will be your testimony. It will be your scar, but it will be your story. Yeah. Beautiful. So, girls, we're not going to forget this morning that we have got this 
incorruptible seed within us in Christ that is well able to, to make sure that that garden of our lives is what it needs to be. And, you know, again, like I tried to give expression earlier in this little talk, it's like so many things can blow in, can come, can assail, can creep in the tentacles. But you know what? We have to remember. That's it. We have to remember that there is an indestructible seed that is greater and stronger in us right now because Christ is in us. Amen. I love it. Amen. Girls, it's been a different morning. Um, just stay with me, April. I'm going to get you to pray us out and then we'll say goodbye. But it's been a little bit of a different morning. But you know what? These uh, sisterhood things, um, to be honest, I'm, I don't map them way in advance. Um, I pretty much wait on God and I just let, let him prompt me whichever way I go. And it's hard for the girls that I include because I'm like, I'm figuring it out, girls, and then I'll contact. But um, it's okay. It's okay for us to do this in a season. And so we love you, um, sisterhood, wherever you are around the world. Be encouraged. Amen. He's your friend. He's praying for you. So I'm going to just pray for us and we'll say goodbye together. So, Father, I just thank you for every girl that has listened in this morning, even every gentleman. And, Father God, the content of what we've talked about, Lord, you know, and he, again, if it just resonates with one heart and one soul, then sisterhood this morning has been worth it. So Holy Spirit, I just welcome you again to overshadow our lives, all of our lives around the nation and the nations of the earth, Father God. Watch over us, watch over our families, watch over our church, Father God, and our commitment is to, um, to love you, Lord Jesus, with all our heart, soul, and strength. So Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, girlfriend. Thanks. Thanks. Thank Ella. you for having me. You're awesome. So <laughs> give Nathan a big kiss from me. And, you know, girls, we're coming home. We've said, I, I've said that before, but we've actually set a date. So um, it's going to be like very early October. So we're all doing good. We're all connected. God is good. All right. Have a great afternoon and I will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, April. I love you, darling girl. Bye, girl. See you later. See ya. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.